This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, Bush Breakaway fans, welcome to the week of the Bush Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Media of The Athletic, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan, also The Athletic, Gregory, in a week that has nothing happening whatsoever. How are you? Say hello. Nothing happening this week. It's going to be cool. It's, it's going to be calm. Super Everyone's relaxing. going to have their shit together. Just drinking margaritas, chilling out. That's just, it. Just chilling. We're just we're just gonna we're gonna live it up with Bobby Marks. You that, know, that's it. Free agency started five minutes ago, and we're going on vacation, baby. <laughs> he still tweets a lot for being in retirement. That's all I'll say. He seems like he's pretty active despite not working anymore. So some things have happened since we last spoke, Gregory. Have maybe, they though? Maybe you've heard. Uh, and none of them are the are, are of Ranger news. Cause so if you're here for Ranger news, we'll be doing a mailbag edition today, and then later this week we'll be having an interview with our friend Jillian Kemmermermermermermermermermermer uh, on the KHL and some other stuff. But uh, for today we'll do a mailbag. I scoured the internet before this podcast. What? I know I went up and down the internet, just looking all around it. Uh, mostly angry people, mostly people uh, talking about this whole week thing. But I tried to find any Ranger news whatsoever. Here's what I found. Mostly oh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> before before we get into the Ranger news, can we just laugh at the hilarity that the Chicago White Sox had a tweet out of congratulations to Rick Renteria on being named the finalist for AL Manager of the Year not even a month after they fired him? Yeah, that is pretty great. That's pretty That's wonderful great. stuff. All right, now you can continue. Life I just is, needed to say that while I was thinking about li- it. Life is fun. <laughs> and they hired a 76-year-old manager. Who who knew? Um all right. Or possibly racist? Question mark? Question mark? Drunk at the wheel? Uh, allegedly? All right. Um, I mean, that wasn't allegedly. <laughs> There's a police report on that, that one. That story came out. All right. Shout out to Tony LaRusso, I guess. Anyway, uh, I scoured up and down for the Rangers news. Things that we don't really know or care about. Uh, there will be a third and fourth jerseys, allegedly. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, seems like Kraftstoff still playing pretty well. Okay. Other than mm-hmm. that, we're just waiting on the Ryan Strom and the Brendan Lemieux um, arbitration sessions, or if they do do sign a free agent deal at this point in time. And we will know that by our fifth anniversary show next week. So that'll uh, drive at least – we'll have something to talk about next week. Uh, for this week, we're just mostly doing questions. But You could say the New York Rangers are giving us something to talk about. Oh, wow. That? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> I, I like to sell for you. Sometimes I can't sell on that one. Uh, no. Some things have happened, and uh, that is that what? your beloved New York, New York Mets have sold to the fourteen billion dollar man, Mister Cohen. Ah, uh, and happy days. It it came to my attention, and, I, and this you know, it's always funny to talk about James Dolan. It's always funny, um, mostly because. I'm always curious as to, like, I really think he's a good Ranger owner. He's the worst Nick owner. Uh, well, yes, period. And that he's probably one of the worst, ba- worst basketball owners. But he's had a lot to do with, like, even the Mets and other, like, developments in the past. Now, with Mr. Steve Cohen coming out and mm-hmm. having his own Twitter, tweeting out, what do you want to see from from the Mets going forward? And not only that, but, like, developing people or the area around city field doing all these tremendous things like has already favored himself among the fans in a way that I didn't think was possible. What would James Dolan's replies be like if he said, Hey, what do you want to see from the Nixon Rangers? (laughs) Uh, I've used this. I, I, I've used this term a lot today, mostly because as many people know, I work in news and as many people know, there's going to be some news that happens in the next 48 hours uh, or yes. so. Uh-huh. Um, James Dolan replies would be a gong show. It'd just be fucking terrible. Not a single redeemable thing would come from those DMs because it would be for every one person that would actually have a piece of advice for James Dolan that could be seen as interesting or helpful You'd have about 735,000 others that are just asking him to sell the team. Oh, yeah. But how many, like, 
I, I feel like if you said sell the team, he'd have to quote tweet you and say you are banned. Like, there's no, like, ban button. Like, he'd have to quote tweet and then say you're banned. That would be it. So, it would just be constant quote tweets. Hey, the, the new owner honeymoon is fascinating because Steve Cohen has not, like, it's going to be at least five years for anyone to criticize anything Steve Cohen does. Because by simply not being the Wilpons, he's garnered so much goodwill. You have a grace already. Period. Yeah. And to, to come out yeah. of the box like that and just say, hey, we're spending all this money. I'm donating all this money to charity. Right. And, and right. it was his like first a nickel move out of as, his pocket. His first move as owner was I'm making sure my seasonal employees have money for in the offseason. I'm making sure that all our team staff have their salaries returned to um, their full pre-COVID levels and i'm making sure that the mets foundation is upping its contributions to local organizations it's like okay so this guy's not even his first move isn't saying he's going to sign jt Realmuto. it's like hey by the way all the people that make met game possible i'm going to make sure that they can survive and live for the next summer however many months and it's like jesus christ man like be be a better person i understand he's probably again good people don't become billionaires i don't care how yeah, much you admire Bill Gates. That's why I have no or money. all those people in That's the world. Exactly why, like, Gregory. I'm a great person. Per, uh, amazing philanthropic people usually don't become billionaires. But Steve Cohen just did so many things on that first day where it was just, buddy, could you be a better dude? And again, he was he could have he could have like murdered someone in the street in his first day, and at least. 40% of New Yorkers would say something along the lines of, well, he got rid of the Wilpons. Where have so... I heard that before? Anyway. Um... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Wow. <laughs> there you go. I didn't say I didn't say Fifth uh, Avenue. I know. Though. I know. But it was just funny the way you phrased it. I was like, hmm. I sure did. Yeah. I sure did. All right. So. You know uh... what? He probably, that, that other guy probably wouldn't be arrested either for different reasons. Yep. So. Seemingly. So, Good uh, people on both sides, Ryan. Hey, that's that's exactly what it is. Can't wait for the one star replies. Here we go. Anyway, uh, here we are. Now that we've talked about all the New York Ranger news, we've literally done it all. Uh, mm. We are going to get to the five star questions right away and do a mailbag for the whole episode. So, well, before so before the five star, you want me to ask you my question? Yeah, I, I saw guess, this and question can... and I I felt bad because I feel like the popular response to your. Uh, your replies on Twitter are, were my gut answers. And I'm trying to think of some outside of the box answers. And I really don't have like anything funny or witty, but I'm curious to hear your answer at this point. I saw So the, the question I posed on Twitter, if you didn't see it today was uh, it, it, the reason that this got me thinking about it is the reports that Yadi Amarillo wants to play for two more years. Four teams have already reached out to him. And you start thinking about the non JT Real Mudo situations where maybe the Mets trade for Lindor Sign Springer. That's how they address the lineup. And then they want to go defensive at catcher and they sign Yadi Merlina. And it, as a Met fan, there are a few people currently playing in baseball on the level of hatred that we all have for Yadi Merlina. Like there's Correct. maybe nine, 9% respect because he's a future Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever play that position, all that good shit. But it's just like no Met fan has positive opinions of Yadi Merlina. There are Met fans that have like Freddie Freeman kills us, right? Murders right. us. But, but he's different. a charming, affable guy. It's different. It's not even that Yadi Merlina's a bad dude. Like, like okay, I, I feel that way about Barzal. Like, I don't hate Barzal at all. I actually like him a lot, but he's an Islander. So it sucks. But he's not somebody. I don't know. But I, it's it's hard because there's I don't think there is a player in the end. I saw a lot of people say Marshand is up. So there I, I guess I didn't ask the question. The question was yes. Who's the guy if the Rangers announced tomorrow that they have signed or traded for that you would have the hardest time rooting for? There was a lot of Brad Marshand. Yes. And I, I got to tell you, I disagree. Really? Marshand, he's never really done anything to the Rangers. So to me, his antics are kind of more hilarious than they are annoying. Like it. For me, I need to feel personally slighted in order to hold a grudge. That's that's um, very Gregory, and I understand that. Like, but right. it'd be hard for me to root for Matt Marchand or Tom Wilson. Like, which were the big two answers? Tom Tom Wilson would be tough, but uh, the two kind of off the radar guys I thought of that I I I would think you would at least get to one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we should also mention there are a lot of Sidney Crosby's. You guys are lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. I would be super pumped to have Sidney Crosby. Yeah. I saw I saw bow. a couple I'd Malkins. 
Uh, I, I guess I no, can understand the Malkin. No, I would bow for Malkin too. Like, um, Alec Martinez was a popular one. Yeah, well, but I get it. I'd, I'd be more angry the Rangers were bringing in Alec Martinez because he's just not that good anymore than I would be about whatever he did to the Rangers. Like, it has to – that's the key, right? It has to be a player that is still good enough where you're actually kind of happy he's coming to your team. Um, the two guys I thought of, one is your boy. So I'm surprised you didn't think of him. Mm-hmm. I'd have a really hard time rooting for Brendan Gallagher. Really? Because that's my guy. <laughs> like... I know. I. It's just like he plays that style of hockey. Like he's basically Brad Marchand without the licking of people, right? I guess, he's... but he like he he is like the grit, annoying whatever hockey player. Yeah, but, he like, like, but he also is like. But he also is like analytic when he's friendly. You, Ryan. Ryan, when he's playing against you, he has no redeeming qualities. He's I a douchebag. Yeah, I hate yeah. playing against him. But I, if he was a Ranger, I'd be super pumped. Like maybe the right. at the contract but, he just signed, not so much. I'd rather have Chris Kreider for a million right. more dollars. But yes, uh, yeah, I love it's, if he was it, on the it's it's tough. But like that's in my head what I think of. I, like that, my my base level opinion of Brendan Gallagher is yeah, I get he's good at hockey, but he's a piece of shit. I get so it. Like, but no, I, I, he'd be I'd awesome eventually come Rangers. around to it. But I'd, there would be at least two weeks of people bringing up receipts to me being like, Hey man, Brandon you Gallag- can't be excited about this. Yeah, you hate him. Brendan Gallagher is exactly what I want Lemieux to be for the Rangers. Like if, if yeah, Le- you mean a good hockey player? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I mean. Um, if, if, if Lemieux could become sort of a Brendan Gallagher type, and I don't believe he has that potential in him, and that's not a shot against Lemieux. I do believe he's a bottom six player who's very talented in his own right to be in the NHL in that, in that way, but he's not Brendan Gallagher. And if, but that's the kind of player I wish he would be. It would be sort of drive the offense while also being the sort of annoying pest, really annoying to play against. I use annoying twice, but I don't care there. You get what I'm saying. I do. Uh, the second guy I thought of that, I, again, it's kind of surprised you, your mind didn't go here first. Hmm. The one, the only John Gabriel Peugeot. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky 4.0. It's really hard to, I hate that guy. I really do. Yeah, but, I don't, like this, 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 that's my point. I don't, I can't believe you didn't think of him first. I try to he like fuck the Rangers over in the playoffs. He's he was he was not the player that should have fucked the Rangers over in the playoffs. And even after that playoff series, it just feels like JG Pedro always scores against the Rangers. It's a guarantee. It's like a lock. He yeah. he, he literally becomes Wayne Gretzky whenever every time he plays the Rangers. It's yeah. So if if the Rangers all of a sudden acquired him, I'd be like, God. Well, I mean, I get it. It was they super annoying when the Islanders signed him because it was guy. like, that guy's a Ranger killer. Like, he's not going to do anything the rest of the season. He'll probably underperform on that contract, but he will absolutely, every every single time, destroy the Rangers who's on the ice first then. No doubt about it. Just Ranger killer. Former Rangers, Pajot. Who's Who other, like, big-time Ranger killers? Obviously, Sydney is a big one. I mean, Ovechkin. Yeah. High up there. Ovechkin, though, like, I feel like the Rangers have, like, his number a lot of the time maybe not in regular well, season I mean, he, they, they haven't the capitals don't beat the rangers in the postseason so you don't really feel bad about it yeah and ovechkin ovechkin i would put on the freddie freeman level where it's like yeah oh. that guy murders the rangers but he's fucking ovechkin. Like, if he wants to play for the rangers i'm all in let's go baby yeah Ovi's he's a he's awesome to watch <laughs> it's just like you know what he's gonna do and he still can't stop it that's the best part about ovechkin it's like no nope, he's gonna sit right there no one's going to guard him. He's going to have the same shot every single time. We're all going to make the same fucking tweet. Yeah. I So that those were my two that I thought you would get to. And I know that so we're probably in the I minority. I thought Gallagher right away. But I was like, no, I love him. So I can't do that. Peugeot, I well, that's, kind of I, that, out of my that mind. That says more about you than it does about the question. Like, Gallagher is the guy you're not supposed to love. I just, like, that's my play style. If I was, if I will, I was able to play at a high level of hockey, I'd like to play like Brandon Gallagher. <laughs> That's what I, I will. Like I will say there was one person who said Wayne Simmons, and if this question was asked to me in 2015, that would have been my answer. Where it's like, I I used to hate Wayne Simmons. He was because he's basically like Brandon Gallagher, except he played for the Flyers. Yeah, and he was just this big body would fuck you over, steal the puck away from you, and then score in your face. And I just couldn't stand him. Um, but now Wayne Simmons has entered a part of his career where it's like. He's not a threat to me anymore, so I don't have these feelings about him. I'd be more upset the Rangers were signing that guy than they would. I would be that it's Wayne Simmons. Yeah, um, I, I agree. But if you that. if you asked me this question in 2015, I think bar none, my answer would have been Wayne Simmons. I think if you asked me this question last year, one of the answers would have been Jack Johnson. So no, because well, <laughs> yeah. no, because I don't hate like 
It, it has to be a guy like you a, actively hate for right? for who they are, not for what they represent. Right. So it's if Jack Johnson isn't on the Rangers, you wouldn't hate him. You He's would a totally fine guy. I would just laugh at yeah. him if we did it otherwise. Yeah, you'd you'd feel bad that some other team is paying that guy to not help him whatsoever. But like, it has to be a guy where deep down somewhere there's a level of respect. There's also a level of this guy's still got it. But you can't imagine a situation in which he's wearing your jersey. Like, I I can't fathom a situation where Yadier Molina is batting for the Mets in the bottom of the ninth inning and hits a game-winning homer, and I'm going to be happy about it. You have like to, that like, is such there. a yeah. yeah that's that's a for, that's such a foreign concept to me that it it doesn't compete. That's got to be sort of so, like when Damon was a Yankee, right? Like just killed the well, Yankees, especially considering he was coming off of what the Red Sox title run right and then he immediately signs with the yankees exactly and the wins one there too but you know still same thing was he on the 2019 yes i sir. guess he was he had, hung around a while had a really long at bat uh that ended up helping win the world series uh by the way jacob Degrom saw young finalists no there you deal. go not a not a surprise to literally anybody uh um, i don't feel bad for corbin burns he got snubbed i it's a 60 game season i don't know man yeah who cares it's whatever <laughs> it's Bow, like, power Future future Philly great Trevor Bauer already won it, so whatever. Yep, that's what it is. All right, so let's uh let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some five star questions, uh, and and an entire mailbag, and then we'll send you off on your merry way during this wonderful Tuesday. We'll be back. Transition. Hey, we're back. Okay, cool. Are, are we though? Is the question. Wait, hold were on. we ever really gone? Were we ever even here in the first place? It's been five years. Oh my, Jesus. I can't believe it's been five years. years. I don't know what we're going to do next week. All right. 2015 feels like a different millennium. I remember I would go out like five nights a week. That was insane. Um, during the World Series, this graphic was meant to make Dodgers fans feel bad about Kenley Jansen. And they showed, they were like, Kenley Jansen has blown the most World Series games in baseball history with five. And this was before he blew the sixth in game four. Yes. Like they showed the graphic during game four. Yes, the that graphic is supposed to make Dodger fans feel really bad about Kenley Jansen. What the graphic also did is it's like second place is Jerry's Familia with four. And it reminds <laughs> you that he did that in one World Series in 2015. That's insane. And then we started a podcast. I saw that graphic and literally like there was a moment where I was in my head thinking to myself, I was like there's only been one half season where Jerry's Familia wasn't a Met. And the Oakland A's didn't go to the World Series. And I know the Mets have only been there once. So that means that graphic is all about 2015, and I want to die and right now. So that's why I started a podcast with Ryan. All right, if you, if you, I was, I was at the dark, I was at the darkest point of my life. That <laughs> much is true. <laughs> Not much has changed. All right, let's uh, let's get to five star questions Cohen, and baby. into a mailbag. Uh, you want to leave a five star review? You can leave it on iTunes, and we'll read them on the show. But today we're also reading Twitter questions. But we're going to start with the five stars because mm. thanks so much for. Uh, you know, leaving these questions for us every single week. This is from Stu Catman. Stu Catman. Hey, guys, love the podcast. My question is, if D'Angelo moves to the left side next season or whenever it goes ahead, um, what do you think would fill on on the right side in his place? I'm guessing on the third pair. Thanks, Stuart from the United Kingdom. A UK listener, a good British boy. Um, I, I don't think it's it's probably just going to be Trubo and Fox, and then on the right side of the on the bottom, it might be end up being Brendan Smith. Maybe? Yeah, that's probably what it would be. They didn't that, – that's – we did this a couple of weeks ago where I was trying to lay out the point of how it you would like to convince yourself that the Rangers are going to move Tony D'Angelo to the left side. But if we were truly, truly going to believe that, and again, it we can say as many times as we want here that it seems like the most logical thing to do, which it is. Um, it's just always weird that the Rangers didn't sign a random depth defenseman that plays on the right. They signed Anthony Potato, but he's a lefty. Also not a good lefty, by the way. Um, and the only Rangers right-handed defenseman they have that any of us would consider even slightly NHL caliber is Darren Radish. And it doesn't feel like the Rangers are in a position where they want to give Darren Radish a long extended look. It's going to be happy. They could Smith. play Brandon Smith. They could play Brandon Smith on the right. They've done it before. They put him uh, anywhere. Do I believe they don't care. Do I believe they will though is the question. And Look, it's hard enough to convince yourself that the Rangers are going to play one guy on his offhand, so it becomes even harder to convince yourself the Rangers are going to do it twice. They should. The correct answer is they should. Um, we did. We just. I can't sit here and say confidently that they will. It just goes against a lot of what we've learned about the Rangers recently. 
next question is from LaFranchise13. And this is a, he's a listener or she's a listener from Canada. And they have an interesting mm. question. Uh, one of the questions that, that isn't as interesting is what are your guilty pleasure movies? And you can't say kiss, kiss, bang, bang, as we've already that's discussed. That's not a guilty pleasure. That's a great movie. There you go. Uh, guilty pleasure movie for me? Hmm. I, I, we have to emphasize guilt. So, Ryan, guilty pleasure, the way I understand it, is the most of society would consider it not good. But you consider it good. <sighs> Boy, that's a tough one. Uh, it's probably like really bad acting. Well, to me, my guilty pleasure is The Room, the movie The Room. Like, it's universally absolutely terrible, but I've watched it like over twenty times, and I'm obsessed with it. I think it's wonderful, and I've seen uh-huh. and I've seen The Disaster Artist multiple times also. So, I guess I would go with The Room. That I, that that would not fit this this characterization, though. I don't think so. I don't know what my guilty pleasure movie is in that case. I, just, I don't know if this one – it's the one I can think of first, but I don't think it's number one for me. Uh, I will stand Evolution more than that's a good movie, most though. other people. I don't, it, it hasn't aged well. I will say that. It was fun when it was on like Comedy Central all the time. Like It was like, oh, I'll have I, I own a DVD of I own a DVD of Evolution. <laughs> okay. I have a great time with that movie all the time. I'm, I'm just blanking on the movie right now. I'm sure I'll think of this later. But the question I thought was interesting. Also, side note, am I the only Ranger fan who bought stock of the team and can now say we as I'm in part of the team? They are publicly traded if anyone didn't know. The Rangers are publicly traded? I, I don't think the Rangers team is publicly traded. Madison I think Square the, Garden might Madison be. Madison Square Garden Corporation is publicly traded. Yeah, I don't think you could buy like a part of the Rangers. Otherwise, like all Ranger fans who are like diehards would have like a piece of stock on their wall like they're Green Bay Packer fans. Like yeah, I, but I think the reason why we know the Packers are so publicly traded is because it's so – it's the only team in North America publicly traded. Right. Yeah. I, I like you, can, you could buy a share today of the Green Bay Packers. Exactly. You wouldn't mean anything, but you would have it on your wall and you'd be super pumped about it because you'd be like, I'm part right. owner. Like, nice. Yeah, it's like uh, the, the people that for some reason pay money to name a star after someone – Talk about the biggest scam that I've ever heard of in my entire life. Imagine like that shit right I came there. up to you, Greg, in like nineties. Okay, we're gonna have a website and we're gonna have people pay to name stars. You'd be like, "That's the yeah. dumbest idea I've ever heard." But yet, million dollar idea though. <laughs> yeah, legit million dollar idea. All right. Uh, next question is from Funny and Smart and also Dumb. Don't sell yourself short, or unless you're describing us. Love the show with so much young talent in the system, and the opening day roster. How confident are you guys that the Rangers can develop? them properly and not hamstring them like in the past how does this team actually develop supposed elite and upper level talent properly i think the answer to this is supposed to that's like david quinn's purpose in life that was supposed to be what he's here to do and if you really think about it the person in charge of prospects is tanner glass and i can't think of a better hockey player to motivate than tanner glass you just suck it up to him to try and get back I, on I just come on the pocket back on i want him on one time please you're right you're right. Um, I don't know. It's tough. We thought David Quinn was coming in here to be a developer of talent. And in a way, uh, it, it's difficult because whatever I say, half of Twitter is going to be angry about it. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what people you that say. Believe. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll just speak from the heart because that's, that's what, what I do, baby. Um, first of all, any and everything is possible in the era of our Lord and Savior, Steve Cohen. I'm just going to throw that Jesus out there right Christ. now. Now, anyway. <laughs> Uh, churchofcohen.com church of, no temple <laughs> temple beth cohen bro come on there, there you go get your shit together um no as much credit as we would love to give adam fox for just being fantastic right it it could be 95 percent all adam fox david quinn still put him in advantageous situations so some credit where credit is due uh ryan lindgren has taken massive steps forward Anthony D'Angelo, while still an idiot, has taken massive steps forward with his on-ice performance. Uh, Philip Heedle has taken massive steps forward. It, we'll, we'll have to see with Kako, right? Like they will. The, the Rangers tried to let him swim last year, and the kid almost drowned. But it's, it's going to be a big telling year for Kako. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you, you can go back in our archives. We've been doing this for five years. There's a lot of... Just let Pavel Buchnevich do his thing and Please reap the awards let afterwards. Him play. But to be fair, Ottawa. David Quinn let him play when other coaches wouldn't. So, I, you, I just I feel like there are a lot of people that would be like, oh well, you can't give David Quinn credit for all that. At the same time, you know the Rangers' infrastructure is put in place where it's allowed all these 
younger players to expand their talents. And whether you like or dislike David Quinn, it's happened under his watch. Is it all coincidence? It could be. I, I can't sit here and say for sure that, you know, XYZ wouldn't have happened if any coach was here. But, you know, it happened under Quinn. So do I have confidence Quinn can keep doing it? Or do I have confidence that Quinn is the right guy for the job? It wavers on a daily basis. But I also can't I can't sit here and say the guy's been bad, right? No. What has he done that's been bad? I, the I, bad things he's done is he, for whatever reason, like all NHL, but like the bad things he does are what every NHL coach does. So it's like Ed, we've we've been through two administrations that have played a version, three administrations that have played a version of Cody McLeod on the fourth line or fucking Michael Haley. Like that's every NHL coach thinks they need that guy. It's a problem with it's a problem with the entire system, not David Quinn in particular. No, I, I totally agree. And we're gonna we've always said on this podcast forever is that the real test for Quinn starts this year. So that's when you're really gonna be able to judge Quinn. Uh, next question is from DC from the Lounge. Last week, the Blackhawks sent out a letter to their fan base, similar to the Rangers. Apparently, the letter did not sit well with their captain, Mr. Tao. Tao, really? Tao, what am I doing? Me? What am I doing? I could. I, How I, do you say his name again? Toes, Jonathan Tao. This is killing me. I, this is really bad. I'm sweating. This is this is an embarrassment. Who's who's won multiple Stanley Cups? Obviously. Yeah. What's his name? What's Taos? his name? Read his name. Jonathan Taos. Nope. Taos, Towns, Toes, Tees, Taos, which is sad. Can I can I tell you why this is so frustrating? Because I literally was watching highlights of him earlier, and I've obviously known about him for fucking ever. And to sit here and read it and blank on it like this is one of the most embarrassing moments. Oh, oh, the Patrick Wall one is up there. This is also up there. <laughs> Next week we're gonna celebrate five years of us doing uh, a hockey pod. I know. I'm literally sweating with embarrassment currently, and this is all staying in. That's how that works. All right. Oh my Christ! Very, 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 very bad. Although it would be a complete long. I'm uh, continuing the question now that I've embarrassed the shit out of myself. Do you, do you think it's Patrick Kane or something? I don't know what's wrong with me. I read words and then my brain forgets exact. I forget everything I've ever learned about the pronunciation of it. So I see Marion Hassa. <laughs> All right, so DC. It says, although... Corey, Corey Schindler? Is it Schindler? Although it would be a complete long shot, what would it take to get him from the Blackhawks? Do you think they would waive his, or he would rather waive his no-trade clause? Uh, let's see. You'd probably have to trade uh, Micah Zabanjad. <laughs> Shit. Fuck me. Uh, let's see. You probably also have to put in Igor uh, Shustyorkin. We've messed that um, name up before. You. I've messed that name up. Before. I'm sure you have. To Can I say it. that you want another thing you do every week that just really makes my skin crawl? Yeah, tell me. You know it's Georgiev, right? It's not Georgiev. Do I know that? I don't. You clearly don't. I know. I know you don't. I, but I, every time you say I his thought name, it was I go out of my way to be like Georgiev, and it just has never sat. With Maybe me. that's because that's how Sam says it, and that's why I like kind of like take it from Sam. I think Sam says Georgiev. I do. At least that's how I hear it. No, you say Georgiev. I say Georgiev. Those are yeah. those are J's, not G's for you. They're G's for me. They're Ryan G's. <laughs> I okay. will. What I was will, the question? It's Georgiev. What, what about Jonathan Taze? It, yeah, if, if Jonathan Taze would come here, I guess they also have they'd have to eat half his salary. Do you think he'd yes. be good for the for the Rangers? Um, what In would they theory. have to trade for them? I, they'd probably have to trade one of their their defensive prospects that they don't want to give up. Like probably. They'd, yeah, they. That's the thing with Taze can still play. He's got three years left too. Yeah, it's it's an expensive contract. It doesn't myself. it it doesn't match his uh, ability now. But it, it's not like like with Stepan. There's been such a drastic decline in his game that if you were willing just to eat a lot of the salary, you could probably get him for the cheap. While Jonathan Taze isn't worth the what what is it? He makes almost what I think he makes ten million dollars a year. Um, he's not that player anymore, but he's still very good. So yeah, you, you'd have to eat half the salary and sure doing that would probably, um, you, you wouldn't get the haul. You would have to trade for like a Jack Eichel, obviously, but you're going to give up a, you're going to give up a very good draft pick or a very good prospect to get days. 
You're you're Which, shopping in like the Keandre Miller. I was about package. to say Miller would have to be in that package, right? Like, there's no way. They... I, well, that I don't know if it's Miller exactly, but it's like well, they're not going to eat half the salary. You're trading one of Lundquist and Miller, right? They're not going to eat half I, the I, salary to do to send away their captain, like yeah. And if you're the Rangers, you're not going to just take that salary. That is a ridiculous move when you have to pay Mika Zibanejad. Which Micah, uh, sorry, Micah, my Mr. bad, Mr. Micah Zibanejad. Fuck me, man. All right, uh, this is for Rosal Seven. That's one of my most embarrassing moments. Considering the recent retirement of Doc Emmerich, or Doc Emmerich, I think it's what's called. What are your guys' favorite of, of his Ranger calls? Oh, I thought it was Duck. Are you, are you sure it's not <laughs> Duck Emmerich? <laughs> this is gonna be a long podcast. Holy shit! Um, <laughs> I'm doing it for every name you say. Yeah. Uh, what are some of his favorite Ranger calls? I believe, and the Rangers move on to Tampa is very up there for that one. Yeah, to me, it, it starts and ends with Stepan. The step on going OT. Agree. Uh, this is from Kako Praise B. 20s Chris in Florida, our good friend. Test job of the podcast. With Kako Praise B most likely being on the second line with Panarin and now having another year in the NHL, what do you think is the most realistic expectation or point expectation for Kako? I think you got to think 40, 50 points. You if... got to tell me how many games the NHL is playing first. Yep. If like, what... I'm, I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you, a, you I, I don't know. It, I, I don't, I, I think this year. For me, it's more about the company he keeps than it is the amount of production he puts in the net. If he's able to hang on Artemi Panarin's line, if he has as many points as Jesper Fost have last year, but he's hanging and that line is buzzing and Kako is helping, even if it doesn't show up on the score sheet, like mission accomplished. But I, this year it's even harder. Like, okay, I, I mean, we can't even do the, well, if there was an 82-game season, then can you give me an estimate? Because... There's 7,000 things that are going to happen during the season that are going to be unlike any other season before it. It's just, it's, it's an impossibility. I don't want to throw a number out there because I don't know. For me, honestly, I just want to judge Capo's performance with Panarin. Like if he can hang on a line with Panarin, mission accomplished this year. That's fantastic. If he's showing a little bit more bite in a two-way hockey game, he doesn't look overmatched like he looked at points last year. If we're able to notice him on a nightly basis and it's a positive, we're still talking – we're talking about a teenager. Like, I, we're not at the point where Kako needs to score X amount of points for me to feel good about the pick. I just want to see growth. And I, to me, there's no growth more apparent than he hung every night as a partner with Artemi Panarin. That, to me, game, set, match. I'm good, baby. Next question is from My Right Nut. Cool. Hey guys, love the show. If you could bring back any one Ranger player from the past and replace it with any current Ranger player with said player, who would you pick and why? Keep up the great work. Yager? I got an interesting one for you. I don't think you're going to like it. Okay. I don't think our listeners are going to like it, but I kind of like it. Okay. With Mika Zibanejad centering the first line. Mm-hmm. Give me second center, late, early 2000s, Eric Lindros. I wonder if they're saying that the question. That's a really good answer. I wonder if the question is if you can bring back a ranger. Oh, it's from the past. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so give me give me that version of Eric Lindros, except this time you're putting him on line with Artemi Panarin and Kapokako. That sounds like super amount of fun. Like, right, because like, everyone. Will, well, I mean, the correct answer here is Brian Leach. Yeah, I was about to say. What that. do the Rangers need? A defenseman. The answer so, is like, Brian Leach. We're done. The second answer should be Sergei Zubov. The third answer should be literally any other defenseman that was good that played for the New York Rangers. I don't know, Ryan McDonough, let's just say that. Um, but if you want if you want off the board, which is what I think this question is truly about, boy, give me that version of Eric Lindros where he doesn't have to be the number one guy, he doesn't have to carry the entire weight of the team's production and put him on a line with fucking Panarin and Kako and just fucking eat. That's I like, would love that. That is a super fun uh, hypothetical in that case. We have, uh, we're actually done with the five stars, but we have tons of more mailbag now. So let's get right into pro- to pronunciations. I guess we'll go oh. Oh, <laughs> right away. Uh, this is from Drew Way, our good Did friend. you think it was Mark Messier? No. Come on, man. I didn't. Messier? It was Messier, right? I, the taste thing is killing me. It's really bad. It's, it's like I'm sitting here like beating the shit out of myself for that one. because I You would... think it was Mark uh, Mike Richter? Yeah, it's Richter, for sure. Mike, Mike Richter was the one I couldn't pronounce. Um, uh, speaking of me not being able to pronounce, Drew Way says, can you pronounce the names of the following potential first-rounders in the 2021 first, uh, 21, 21 draft? All right. 
Uh, this is, uh, he gave me six of them. I know this one's Aturati. That sounds right. Okay. And then uh, you probably I don't know why you're asking me. I'm just going to say no. I guess. Probably all of them. I'm just mm-hmm. assuming you're butchering it. Zachary Lahugerks. That can't be it. That's 100% not it. I I didn't try to read these earlier, so I get the real full effect. Uh, Nikita Chibrikov. Oh, my God. Samu Tumata. Maki Samu. (laughs) You you sound like you're making baby noises (laughs) to Declan. That sounds like what you're doing. Stanislav uh, Sovazil. That's all of them. Yeah, that was a terrible job by me. Drew will flame me for that, and uh, appropriately so. Next question is from our friend Matt Jackson. Is there a scenario that Heedle makes the leap and overtakes Strom as the 2C this season? Are we waiting for Strom to be taken off the team before this happens? You could get a bit more for 2C than a 3C. Uh, And question number two is, are we getting another episode of Good Hangs ever? Boy, remember Good Hangs? That was a good one. I think we need more of the team to change. We're getting there, though. (laughs) You know what we're never going to be able to do again, which is such a fucking bummer? What's that? Never going to be able to do bitch or no bitch. Yeah, rest in peace. R.I.P. We had two great episodes of that. We did. Uh, That that one is hashtag canceled. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, just as everybody knows, it's still Bryce Harper. That's all you need to remember. That's the whole answer of that one. Uh, Remember the summer when I just forgot Bryce Harper existed? That was one of the best. How awesome that was. That was a good one. That was a really Uh, good one. We did a whole episode. Anyway, the Strom Strom question, right? That's the meat of this. Mm -hmm. I think it's evident the Rangers want Heedle to be the number two right now. Yes. You, uh, do you disagree? You don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. I think they're trying to trade Ryan Strom at all costs, and they will try and bring him back in a one-year deal. And if not, they will try and trade him at the deadline. That's all. I will say this: I, I as is we've been able to learn with David Quinn, it's apparent the Rangers don't, don't want to just give it to Keitel. So it's technically Ryan Strom's job to lose. But I think as the year goes on, the Rangers are going to give that the Rangers will be disappointed. If Heedle doesn't overtake Ryan Strom. Yes, they they would have to be at this point because Heedle, like he's the future of their squad. They're like JD's come out multiple times. Hey, we're building for the future. This isn't about right now. We're still we're still thinking about the next ten years, and Heedle's a big part of that. So this year will be a gigantic step for him. I think this next question is a little strange. It's from Mister Pods, Ryan. If you could choose between Greg winning every bet he places for a week. But he has to half it with you. Okay, that's fine for me. So I have to give you half the money? Yeah, okay. Or get Why would it. I want to do that? I, I don't know. Or I, this is this said Ryan, though. So for me, that's good. Uh, or getting an interview with every Ranger player, but you can never watch a game again. I'd rather Greg just give me the money. Like, I thought that was pretty easy. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> if he's asking me what I'd rather do, yes. win every bet for a week, but have to give you half of the money? Yes. That means- I think I could I could settle with not having to watch another Ranger game again. I don't know if you guys have heard, but the New York Rain the New York yeah, Mets we heard about have it. a new owner named Steve Cohen. So if if for somehow I could talk to every New York Ranger that has ever played past or present with the New York Rangers, but I can't watch another Ranger game again, baby, I'm good. We'll figure it out. I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll I'll live. I have this new sugar daddy yes. who is willing to buy me whatever I want. And I got to tell you, I'm starting to understand this, the perks of that. The next question is from uh, our guest from our BSB OT this week. What? Jillian Kemmerer. She has three Spoiler alert. She has three different questions that she threw our way. She says, what would be the most interesting thing to fill a pinata with? Real deep mm. hockey question. Mm. I thought Scorpions was my first idea. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it would be pretty interesting. She said interesting and you went scorpions. I guess I do have a problem. I'm surprised you didn't say Jonathan Toes. Mr. Toes? <laughs> Put Toes in the pinata. Mr. John, um, Johnny Toes. My, uh, so, like, interesting. I honestly thought, I don't know why my first thought when I saw the question today was, uh, <laughs> don't tell the children you did it, but fill it with spaghetti and have the spaghetti pour out when it fucking breaks. That's a good one. Just scar scar some kids immediately. I like this. Sp- sp- get that spaghetti done. is an interesting one. It's got a good texture, especially if it hits somebody, some kids in the face as it comes out. Yeah. Very confusing. Scorpions might be a little dangerous. I uh, also thought like meatballs, just because that kind of sounds funny and like the idea of it looks funny. And also, I guess I just wanted spaghetti and meatballs today is what this really comes down to. I did have 
meatballs for dinner. So I just wanted to let you know that. Uh, Jillian what, also, what about loose change? Loose change would be like annoying. Very annoying. Or glitter? Glitter's not interesting. That's just terrible. <laughs> no, glitter just feels rude to everything. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad for the environment. It's it's not going to be fun to clean up. Don't know why your child doing. is now going to bring that glitter back into your house for the next God knows how many years. It's a terrible idea. Uh, if you were to yeah. have, if you were to witness protection program, this is from Jillian Still. What would your chosen surname be and why? Uh, Tommy Bag of Donuts. I think that's a good one. I'd probably be Randy. I just like the name Randy. And people call me on the phone all the time, and I don't know why. Like, hi, Randy. And I'm like, they call you Randy? Yeah. I'm like, hi, Ryan, me speaking. And they're like, hi, Randy, what's going on? I'm like, what? Oh, that, I mean, that reminds me of when I worked at my old station and I would pick up the phone and the sweet old ladies or the annoying old men that would call. And still to me, to this day, the most annoying and disrespectful thing I've ever been asked in my entire life is I pick up the phone and someone goes, who's speaking, please? Fuck you. You called me. Don't ask. You, <laughs> you knew what risk you were taking when you dialed this number. Hold on. Um, the most annoying is, thing you've ever been asked in your life was, say, who's speaking? Yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> don't, don't, don't call someone and have the first question be, hey, who is this? Motherfucker, you dialed the phone. I don't think I am that's a weird question. For a news organization, no matter who I am. I don't think that's a weird question if you're calling a company. Okay. No, fuck that. I hate it. All right. I've, if you ever ask someone that, you, you know what? I've learned a lot about you on this podcast. Yes. It, it's it's um, But my favorite thing to do is when someone calls, mm-hmm. I, of course, would always just say my name, Greg. Yeah, Greg uh, speaking. But there are, times, there are times when they wouldn't hear Greg, and they would hear something else, and I would – specifically not correct them on the other thing they heard because I know they're going to call back and I know they're going to ask for someone that isn't Greg smart. And then I'm going to get the pleasure of saying he doesn't work here and hang up on that. Super smart. Uh, last question from Jillian. Uh, hey, if you were a book, would you prefer to be a hardback? And if yes, what kind of material would the dust jacket be made of? This is crazy because she's assumed we've read books. Okay, so I have read books. What? Not many of them, but okay. I've read them. Uh, I have a hot take that I don't know if it's a hot take, and I don't know if I'm saying it to you. Okay. Because, again, you don't fucking read. I read a couple books. Uh, I don't like the dust covers. I take them off and remove them immediately. Agree. I'm with you. And I like paperbacks before, to, before a hardcover. I like to travel with my books in the backpack. I hmm. like to travel. So Look this at is, that. This is, again, is pretty, weird. pretty funny. Uh, I prefer reading out of a paperback. But for the decorative bookshelf, I would much prefer a hardcover. Hard agree on everything you just said. Uh, this is from Barbecue Master Voted. Uh, how do you think the Raiders knew who the Devils wanted to pick at 20 in the first round this year? Perhaps by talking to a third party like other GMs? What are your thoughts on that? Also, everyone should get some type of health care uh, that the players get. Everyone should get the same type of health care the players get. Stay safe and stay strong. Yes, I wish we all did have that. Um, mm. socialist Ryan right there. Wish we all had healthcare. Sorry about that. Everybody. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, I think, I, I think you could, you kind of like get gossip. It's kind of like in a fantasy league, right? Like you can kind of like pick the brains of everybody else. Cause there had to be a third party involved that they wanted to trade up. Maybe possibly, maybe they talked about trading up for it. And you, you kind of like have guys you trust in the league that you talk more often to like, Hey, have you heard anything about this guy? And they'll kind of feed you a little bit of information. That kind of feels how they might've found it, found it out. I don't have inside information. That's just my hypothetical, my hypothetical. What? My hypothesis oh my Christ. in this what situation, problem? everything. Uh, unfortunately I have to agree with you. I yes. feel like you can kind of piecemeal the information together. For example, we know the Rangers were having a lot of conversations about, moving their pick in general. So they were definitely talking to a bunch of other teams and you can kind of garner the information where the Rangers know their board. And if you're talking to another team and it's like, Hey man, what do you want to do at 20? Well, I don't, or whatever pick the Rangers had. I don't even remember what it was at this point. I think it was 20, um, 19, 19. you get it. You get it. Anyway, the, the pick that the Rangers had, it's just like, um, other team calls and they say, Hey, we're thinking about taking, X with your pick because we know what the devils are going to do before that. So we're confident. Like you almost get the information because some guys explaining to you that they're confident their guys will be available when the Rangers pick because they know who the devils want. And then the Rangers are like, all right, well, who do the devils want? And they say the guy, the Rangers want. And now the Rangers make the decision of, do we let the devils take this guy or do we try to leapfrog the devils? And that's what the Rangers did. Exactly. Uh, like that, that, yeah, that, that shit has happened in a fantasy league for sure. Big time. Like 
you think about it, like if you know a guy, if some guy's trying to trade for your pick being like, well, I know James is trying to take Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Well, if you wanted Julio Jones, you now need to get in front of James. That's it. Then that, you'll do it at all costs. So that's what that, that was their guy they wanted. They had him high on their board, supposedly 12 or something like that. And they went and got him. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody Frankel asks, what are the remaining moves for Gordon outside of Strom and Lemieux? I got to be honest. I don't think much of anything. Like yeah, I think not, that's it. not until the deadline. I don't think you're going to see much of anything happening on the Rangers side. It's really going to be the stories will be like who makes it in camp and who who looks good in camp, and that'll be about it. Well, honestly, just think about the holes the Rangers need to fill. Right? Um, they 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 claim they don't have the money to fill anything on the left left side of the D. Mm-hmm. They they have talked about moving right-handed defensemen to the left side of the D and use that and use this year as a learning period to figure out if that's something they can do. Um, they don't have any openings in top nine center spots. If Ryan Strom is on this team, they don't have any openings in top nine winger spots because they have so many children that they need to figure out where these children are going to play. So the Rangers have made their depth signings for the fourth line. They've made their depth signings for the blue line. Whether you think the New York Rangers are a good team as currently constructed that's up for debate, but what isn't up for debate is right now the New York Rangers, the only holes they have are seemingly addressed internally. That's it. Yep. From Captain Cannoli, uh, since Patrick Kane is practically – since Patrick Kane I'm is su- – I'm stunned <laughs> that you, it was Patrick that you were trying to – like Kane is right there. Yeah, for yeah. Since Patrick Kane is practically the idol of every young future core player we have – and has past success with Panarin. Should we target him via trade? Salary would be tough to work out with his value, could, but his value could prove him invaluable here to both him and us. Uh, I don't think Kane is probably in the Rangers' plans at this point. I can't imagine. Yeah, if he was a thinner, this is a different conversation. Yeah, but he's the Rangers. Not. The Rangers don't need more high upside wingers at this point. The Rangers need to figure out which of their high upside wingers are actually going to perform at the next level. They don't need to continue to create roadblocks for the Kravtsovs, Kakos, Lafreniere's, Gauthier's. They'll have to figure out what to do with Buchnevich before they figure out what they want to do beyond that. Like, wingers aren't the problem with the Rangers. Nope. We're, we're good there. This next one is from our friend Ishan. Uh, looking ahead to the next offseason, are there any players besides Eichel, uh, especially UFAs, you guys are already thinking about? Is their cap room going to have to be rationed? for the expiring entry-level contracts slash Mika. Yeah, there's no one I'm like, I don't actually even know. I haven't thought this far ahead, shockingly. Uh, uh, I actually, so I was I snooped your replies, mm-hmm. and I saw, I saw this question, so I did some snooping. Nice. Uh, it, 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 it's one of those sad things where I, I just, I wish Dougie Hamilton wasn't a right-handed defenseman because yeah. I've, I've always had a boy crush on Dougie Hamilton. He's very good. He's only 27, 28 years old by next year. Every team that acquires Dougie Hamilton is a better team. But, I mean, Tony D'Angelo is redundant. Dougie Hamilton is like a better version of Tony D'Angelo. But still, if only he played on the opposite side of the ice, I think it would be a lot easier to swallow. The interesting one I thought of, um, I assume a lot of hockey people will say Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and I just don't have any appetite for that guy at all. I don't. I don't understand the love affair with him in any way. Shape, I don't really or form. get it either. I, maybe I'm missing. It, it doesn't something. make sense. I, I think if if you are, I am too. But the interesting guy that I thought of, it, it's probably unrealistic because again, it it puts a lot of what ifs on Filipino not taking the step forward. But maybe the Rangers wanted to have three loaded center spots, which is more than fine by me. Uh, I could talk myself into Gabriel Landeskog. Hmm. But I, I also don't think the Avalanche will let him leave. He's the captain. He's young. Uh, they have McKinnon locked up for so long on such a cheap deal that they'll always have money. Um, but Landis Cog is the – if I wanted to get interesting, I wanted to get spicy, you're talking about a Ranger team that would be trying to take that next step forward. Landis Cog isn't a guy that you got to worry about playing top-line minutes. He can soak up a lot of offense in the middle six. He's responsible on both ends of the ice. He can play on the penalty kill for you. Like, there's a lot of things to like about Landis Cog, but he's not going to be cheap, and he could possibly 
I, I, it just depends on what we see from Heedle this year. I don't think you'd ever want to bring in Landis Cog to be your third center, but you, I, you know, there, I, I could get, I could get spicy with Gabriel Landis Cog. I really could. And there's a horse named after him, so you know I'm all uh, in. Yeah, I know you're about it. Next question is from Mel. If you could pick a U.S. city where there should be an Ooh. NHL team to get one next, which would it be? Nashville. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I, for me, I, I it can't be a hot like climate. I just think there's something wrong with it. Like, I don't, you know, Sunrise, Florida. I know Tampa Bay just won the cup, but they're different. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I think my gut reaction is Cleveland. Is that weird? I feel like they're a good cold city that could really enjoy hockey. I'm not a big Cleveland guy. Atlanta? <laughs> no, no, no. They've tried. Yeah. Uh, not Baltimore. Ooh. Definitely not Baltimore. Why not Baltimore? I just don't like them. I'm good. So you and I, you're out in Baltimore. I'm out in Cleveland. Yeah. Let's, let's find somewhere in the Learning middle. Learning a lot about us. Yep. Um, is it odd that there isn't a professional hockey team in Salt Lake City? No. Like that's home of the Winter Olympics. Yeah. It's still not weird though. No? For, for some reason. Maybe it should be an out west, an out west team. But they're getting Seattle out there too. They have a couple. I don't know. Salt Lake teams. City, considering its history with the Winter Olympics, to me, it's odd that there isn't a hockey team in Salt Lake City. Maybe I, I'll stick with Cleveland on that answer. We could do a whole show on that one. Um, some guy in Hungary, Hungary got thrown through the glass this week. You guys see that? Okay. Who has uh, this is from Inferno? Who has more goals next season, Lafreniere or Kako? Who has more points? Uh, I think I go Kako with the goals. Yeah. I think I'd go both. I just, again, I just think it's going to be opportunity and there's a clear path for Kako to play in the top six next year. Where Lufferty, not so much. Yeah, well, not, a, at least not off the jump, right? We'll even be, in, not first even if, games. yeah, yeah. Even if we think Lafreniere might get there eventually, uh, we know David Quinn well enough to know that he's not going to gift Lafreniere with a top six role out of the gate. So opportunity would suggest Kako, but I, again, I just, I, I these, at least this one, it's like, all right, well, it doesn't really matter how many games are played, yada, yada. Right. Yeah, I'll just go I'll just go opportunity. Kako's going to have the first crack. Kako's going to get to play with Panarin. So I would say that Kako should, if all things go right, have an opportunity to score more points than Lafreniere. With you on that one. Uh, this is from our friend Lou. If there's a fr- free agent signing that we end up saying, you know what, that actually turned out to be a good signing, who do you think it would be? And I, you know, there there aren't a lot of options, but I I I think people, I mean, rightfully so, he's going to be a fourth line player. But I think the Kevin Rooney signing is a little bit more important than people want to let on. I'm with you on that. That was actually going to be my answer, and I'm not sure if he meant for anybody. But I, I we are a Rangers show. We'll do it that way. I think Rooney could be could prove to be valuable for this team next year and actually play meaningful penalty kill minutes that are going to. Yeah, I I, I think Rooney's going to have an important role in the penalty kill. I think he's going to be the guy that more than any other, will have a fixture, a mainstay on the fourth line. It doesn't matter what he does at even strength. It's almost all going to be what he does on the penalty kill. I, I Rooney's – he's one of those guys that's, like, firmly fine, but you need fine guy. Like, a good hockey team needs a Kevin Rooney type to eat those minutes. So, I I think Rooney – he's not going to – we're never going to have the conversation where should Kevin Rooney get be the third line? third line minutes? Yeah, like, that conversation is not going to happen. But I, I think Rooney's got a role to play on this Ranger team. That might be somewhat important. Eric asks, am I crazy for thinking the JMFJ, I think that's uh, Jack motherfucking Johnson, and Smith isn't going to be that bad. Yes, you are. They won't be getting a ton of ice time behind Truba, mm-hmm. D'Angelo, Fox, and Lingren. Yes, I can confirm you are crazy. Also, all right, meet any news from your mom on giraffes? Mm-hmm. The podcast is my worldwide exist, right? Worldwide giraffe updates. Yeah, there's a lot of giraffe drama. They moved a couple of giraffes out of the uh, place upstate, and that's not like a a term for a place where giraffes go to die. There's like a big uh, there's like a big place. I keep forgetting the name of it. Upstate New York's this guy. That's where April the giraffe was. They moved the giraffe to Texas. All the, there's like they're like moving giraffes all over the country right now. There's a lot of giraffe drama going on right now. I'll try to I'll try and get an update to actually give an update on the show in the future. Anthony asks, okay. what are your opinions on the Ontario government's decision to remove body checking the OHL? Thank you. Keep up the great work. I feel like if it's, you're going to remove it, like why are you playing hockey? Right. Well, okay. It's not like hockey can't be played without body checking, right? It, it very easily can. It can. That's not but the point. It changes the whole the, game. And also 
even if we're not well, talking I don't, about I don't, shit. I don't know. It's not like the whole game change thing. It's just um, a couple people have pointed this out on Twitter that are much smarter than I am. And I think one of them is friend of the show, Ryan Strom. Like by taking body checking away, it creates more congestion on the ice, which is more counterintuitive to what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like body checking, it's instant contact. It's not like you're hugging the guy for 15 minutes, but if you take away body checking, there's just, there's going to be more grouping. And if there's more grouping, that's the thing you're trying to prevent on the ice. So it's, it's like the thing you're trying to solve, which is making more space on the ice for these guys to exist, where if someone happens to be positive and isn't showing symptoms, it's a harder environment for that player to spread it. But by taking away that aspect of the game, you're now creating closer interactions between the players. And that's the thing you're trying to take away. So it's like, if, if, if you feel that you need to eliminate body checking from the game, you just shouldn't be having the game. Yeah, the game shouldn't it's just that be that simple. That I yeah. couldn't agree with you more. If you can't do the game right, why even play it in the first place? I, right. If if you're so worried about so these guys coming into close contact with each other that you don't want them checking, don't play the game. I think it's that simple. Yeah, they'll be breathing next to each other still. Which, by the way, I think is how viruses work. At least what? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm an idiot. That, I don't know. About well, I that. am an idiot, Ryan. but I don't know anything about anything. All right. Uh, oh, you know, can't, can't confirm. Big, big dum dum. Yeah, Mr. Toes. All right, Mr. Uh, Mr. God Bread like Quiznos asks. That's a good one. Why is mm. it? Why is it taking Lemieux the longest to sign? Meanwhile, he should be the easiest and most flexible because Lemieux wants money, 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 and he the Rangers are like absolutely not, and the arbiter might say yes. Um, I just don't think it like. What's a nice way to phrase this? I don't know if there's a nice way to phrase this, so I'll just say it. I don't think the Rangers care very much. Like, <laughs> what, whatever whatever the number that comes in for Brandon Lemieux, the Rangers are going to be like, cool, man, fine, whatever. Get the fuck away from me. Like, we, the Rangers have such a bigger fish to fry in Ryan Strom and trying to figure that shit out that you just don't have to worry about Brandon Lemieux. Oh, fine, whatever. Here's $1.5 million, dude. Cool. Yeah, they don't Enjoy. really care. We'll, they're, we'll Ryan, talk to you in a year. Ryan Strom is, they're probably on the phone with him every day trying to figure out how they get a contract done. And Ryan's like, probably going to go to arbitration. They're like, please, for the love of God, sign this. Uh, all right. So next question is from Giancarlo Zerpolo. Nice. Who is the most exciting up-and-coming prospect who we may have forgotten about since we've been lucky enough to have the second and first overall pick? I, th- uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like it, it's weird. I, I feel like I feel like three weeks ago, it, it was... Three weeks ago, it was Kraftstoff before, like, yeah. this whole KHL thing, which we talk about with Jillian on the OT this week. So check that out. But I think you can make a case for, like, Zach Jones. But, like, Niels Lundqvist, like, doesn't probably get enough love, but he does all the time. It depends on, like, the day of the week, yeah, really. It, it depends on the week. Like, there are weeks where we're all obsessed with Niels Lundqvist, and then someone will be like, hey, man, don't forget about Keandre Miller. And then we remember about Keandre Miller. And then we kind of forget about Vitaly Kravtsov. And everyone's like, hey, don't forget about Vitaly Kravtsov. And then we remember about Vitaly Kravtsov. And then we always forget about fucking Niels Lundqvist. It's like, God damn it. Now we need to remember Niels Lundqvist. So it feels like with those three specifically, it's always cyclical. Um, I think in some way, shape, or form, I think the answer to this question is Capococco. <laughs> no, I, dude, it's I true. think it is. I think I think because we're all – everyone everyone loves the new flavor of the week, which is Alexis Lafreniere. Yep. And then everyone is obsessed with the, what they're going to do with the children, mm-hmm. Miller, Kravtsov, and Lundqvist, that we forget that, again, Kapokako's 19. He's 19. He's a child. He's going into his second full season in North America. By the way, has like, a, I think has, the guy we forget is Kapokako. Has a girlfriend now. Secret girlfriend. TV Secret actress. Girlfriend. Look, he's, he's getting up. He's over there. He's working on his games, getting his relationships in orders. It's awesome. Great job. He's going to come yeah, back strong. Should, I, I, I honestly think... And maybe Igor is kind of the answer to this as well. Like the two guys we should be talking about all the time, besides Lafreniere, are Kako and Igor. And it's almost like Igor, we're bored by how great he is already because we're spoiled pieces of shit. We are spoiled pieces of shit Um, against the goalies. But yeah, I think it's Kako, dude. I think that's the guy we should be like, by the way, the Rangers are starting the year number two with their number two overall pick. And he's probably – well, he can't be worse than he was last year. No. So the, that should be the dude we're gassing up all the time. The playoffs if, – if if Kako didn't have the playoffs he had, I'd be much more worried. But he was legitimately the best Ranger on the ice for all three of those games, even though the Rangers got their asses kicked. 
all right. This is from AJ. Which Ranger uh, Rangers top 10 player under 25 is most likely to bust? Top 10 player under 25. How many players are there under 25? Is there like 13? This is Brett what was the question? Which of the Rangers' top 10 players under 25 are most likely to bust? So I, I guess, well, the answer would probably be, if we're going off Pronman's list, uh, would be Brett Howden. But I don't really think that feels like a cop-out answer. Um, I would say probably Neil Lundquist. His size is a real issue. But he has a great, like, his ability to skate and his uh, quote-unquote hockey IQ uh, is similar, uh, seemingly unmatched at that level. So... I would say maybe his physical game doesn't translate to the NHL, and that's his most likely to bust in 10 players under 25, but I don't actually know who that list is for the 10 players under 25. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just, like, which Ranger player is most likely not to be as good as we think he's going to be? Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Uh, I don't want to know. <laughs> it's, yeah, same. It's I don't not, it's think not fun. This. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'm not going to sit here and say someone I'm – I, I just don't want to put that negative energy out into the world. There's so many other things we need to worry about. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, today, when you listen to this, today. is, uh, you know, we're going to have enough shit on our plate that we don't need to be talking about who we think is going to be a fucking bust on the New York Rangers. I think we're good. Are we bitterly disappointed? This is from Joe Burrow's favorite uncle. Are we bitterly oh, disappointed? Wait. The, the t- wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you bitterly disappointed the top line in 2026 will be Lafreniere, Lapierre, Lafreniere? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, would Derek Brassard w- is? Are the Rangers going to try to get Derek Brassard? Probably not. No. no. Uh, as long as Ryan Strom's here, the Rangers can't bring in a center. Correct. So I, I there. I've seen a couple people be like, "Oh, why aren't the Rangers shopping for a, a, a third line center that they need to bring in?" Because right now they have one. Like as long as Ryan, if Ryan Strom starts the season with the New York Rangers, the Rangers aren't going to sign or spend money on some guy to play fourth line minutes, which is less than ten minutes a night. Um, because they can't move Ryan Strome. Yep. So as, as long as Strome is here, the Rangers have three centers that they're going to play. If they're, we, we, we talked about this dozens of times on the podcast over the summer where we thought the Rangers would actively try to move Strome, which they have. But in our scenarios, we thought they would be successful, which they haven't been. There were a handful of very interesting third-line center options that we thought had the ability to fill in on the second line if Filipino wasn't ready. It doesn't matter now because they can't move Ryan Strom. So, do I think is Derek Broussard an option if Ryan Strom isn't here? Personally, for me, no, because he's not good anymore. Like I'd rather not. But I don't know. Yeah, we can not. have that conversation if Ryan Strom gets moved. Until that happens, it, the hypotheticals don't make any sense to me. A couple more questions from Ivan Yu. Uh, which of our young players is likely to have the biggest step up or role this season? Shesty, Fox, and Heedle seem like the best candidates, but I feel like Kako and Lap could be dark horses. Has to be Shesterkin. Like, it's going to be a whole season where he's he's carrying the rock. Like, that's just it. I would say Shesterkin, one. I would say Adam Fox, two, because uh, we talked about it a couple times last season. We talked about it with Shayna when she was last on the podcast. This should be the year the Rangers are just trying Adam Fox on the penalty kill mm-hmm. to see if it's working. They didn't give him a single penalty kill minute last year. Um, they <laughs> have a lot of holes on the penalty killing unit this year, regardless of what you thought of Mark Stahl. And obviously the positive things you thought about Jesper Foss, they didn't actively replace those guys. Well, they might've with Jack Johnson, but <laughs> that'll be fun. Hey, we're um, laughing. Yeah. I, I think, I think Shesterkin obviously because he's going to be given a starters workload. Uh, I think Fox, because the Rangers should be, trying everything and anything with him just to test his greatness. I would say Kako because Kako's going to be a top six player, and that's a lot of responsibility for a very young player. I would say those, to me, are the big three. Agreed. The only other one I could consider is Keandre Miller skipping the AHL to play in the NHL, which is a monumental ask. But again, I just I think that's very unlikely. Braden98 asks, do you guys think this is a Benajad is here for the long term? I'm leaning towards letting him go. That's a long podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, Mel asked again, fuck, Mary kill, Gorton, JD, and Quinn. Hmm. Oh, you fucking Quinn. Yeah. That guy's beautiful. Yeah, that jawline is... I think, I'm, I think I'm killing... I, I'm marrying John Davidson. Because yeah, I, I, I have to kill him. Gorton, which sucks, but there we are. Um, I don't know. Gorton... Has Gorton ever shown personality? Like, I don't know if it sucks that much. Like, is he smart? Sure, but... Yeah. 
Tom Davidson can find another smart dude. Oh, David Quinn's fucking beautiful. The way he so. looks at me is I can't help it. All right. Uh, yeah, then he could he can get in front of a microphone and say, "So that happened," and I'd be like, "Damn right it did, baby." Yeah. Uh, Mel's last question is: uh, Will we ever get a chance to try the MSG Cheeto Sunday? God, I hope we do. All right. <laughs> this is been... did did the MSG Cheeto Sunday create this pandemic? I can't. There was say no it pandemic until did. that motherfucker was created. Can't say it didn't do that. All right, we'll be back next week with our for our. Well, this, back- this week on why MSG will never let us have a New York Ranger on this podcast, Greg insinuates that the Cheeto is the reason why the, the <laughs> pandemic happened. <laughs> JR, just, JR just has a file for us. Being oh, like, God. We'll ask him one day, and he'll be like, well, on November he goes, 3rd, I hey, heard Greg mention the fact that Here's five years of episodes I took extensive notes on. Uh, so here's all the things you've said. God, and- we So I don't know if we've ever said this, but – once upon a time, we've told people how we went in to read for a show on MSG once. Okay, I guess it's five uh, years I don't so we can if, do this, yes. Yeah, I don't know if I, we've ever told someone that um, when we went in for the reading, there was a producer we talked to who was like, yeah, no, they asked me to listen to the last two months of your show. And we were like, I am so sorry yes. that you shouldn't have had to do that. Yep. And, and she, she was she was so nice to us, but she was like, yeah, you know – had to go back and listen to the show, and it was something. We were yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really? We apologize. Yeah. We didn't think anyone would listen to those. A lot so. of weird people reading on that on the for that uh, talking sports with MSG. Bailey Carlin, who's now with Barstool, um, yep. and, and was, was the head of the XFL. Uh, I think they had um, Cohen. I think they had Kazim in two to read for it. Crazy. Kazim's a big deal. Like and we read <laughs> that's so fucking stupid, and then yeah they we've had a lot of con- talks with MSG and they love us except they don't at all so there you go no I think uh, I I think uh, the producers at MSG love us the people in the office above the producers want our heads on a silver platter yeah that's probably fair okay cool yeah. all right we still work for the athletic for now and uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week. <laughs> with our fifth year anniversary show but stay tuned uh, later this week we're doing bsbot with jillian kermer we talk about victor crafts off all things khl and some other weird stuff we'll be back next week love you guys bye this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.